Welcome back to Defeat the Darkness. This is Vivian L. Miller. I'm here with CJ Jones. And we're going to be talking about short-circuiting your faith. It's really important these, this time more than ever to be walking by faith because it's no longer a take it or leave it proposition. We have to walk by faith if we're going to receive all that is meant for us to receive from the Lord. Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Vivian. How are you? I'm blessed, abundantly, highly favored, deeply loved to the Lord and walking in victory. Amen. I, I'm not moved by what I feel. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I know you're the same way. Yeah. So, you know, the Lord has been really talking to me a lot over the last couple of months about how many people really don't have, ne they've never either either they've never been taught or they've never put into practice how to walk by faith consistently. Mm -hmm. And um, that clip, that video that I had you watch, Bill Winston gets into, you know, you have to, you should always be working on something. There should always be a faith project. You should have your faith active all the time. Yeah. And that's something you can get very comfortable if you, if a person has abundance, financial abundance, and they no longer have to worry about money, or they they become very high up in in their business, their business is very successful, or their their position at work is very successful, they can get into a slump where they don't use their faith because they don't need to. They have everything they need. Right. And like he mentioned, that's a very dangerous place to be in. True. Over the years, walking by faith, because this is a lifestyle. It's not something you turn on and turn off at will, not if you want it to work properly. But over the years, I've seen a lot of people who, when something, a crisis happens, they right away, they're grabbing their Bible, they're standing in faith, they're using scripture, they're, they're digging into the word, they're praying. And as soon as the crisis passes, they, they put everything aside. And that's, uh -huh. and that's the wrong time to do that. Oh, that's right. Because you need to keep doing it. You need to keep doing it because the enemy is not going to warn you. We've talked about this before. He's not going to say to you, hey, Cheryl, tomorrow at 1242 p.m., I'm going to do this and so. He doesn't tell you that. He just <laughs> does it. Right. And he uses that surprise attack on all of us. So if, you've, if you're one of those people, not you specifically, but if someone is one of those people that puts their faith aside as soon as the, what they get, whatever it was they were believing for by faith, they're not prepared when that thing happens. Right. That, unfortunately, that's a, that happens more often than not. You know, uh, a lot of people are, we, we were having this discussion earlier, that a lot of people are going through things right now. Mm -hmm. And now is the time to be standing in faith and believing God for those things to, to come to pass those breakthroughs that we've been promised. Right. And I know you have been standing for decades. I have for, you know, certain things to, to come to pass and for breakthrough in your life. Right. And, you know, after a few years, you know, some people just want to give up. I don't and it, think, it, I think there's people that don't even wait a few years. 
a few well, days. That's true. A few weeks, you know. Yeah. It, it depends on on. It really depends on where your your level of faith is, you know. But but there are people, like you said, just wait a few weeks. But you know, there are those who keep you know persevering, you know, year after year, and maybe they've waited, you know, a year or two or three years or four years, and they're like, okay, obviously this is not going to happen, right? And then they they quit. And but with you, you are a prime example to me of what it means to to stand in faith and to persevere through all the things that you have to go through because you know I've known you um almost 10 years now not quite but almost mm-hmm. and in those 10 years you know you have been standing and believing for for very specific things and I know that myself I've had a I, I, I've had difficult times, you know, sometimes just continuing to stand and, and waiting for things, especially when, you know, I, I'm like, Laura, I need this to happen now. Right. You know, and it, and it doesn't, and it doesn't, and it doesn't. So I, I can understand how, how easy it is to just throw your hands up and quit, but I've never seen you do that. It's not, it's not because I haven't had plenty of opportunity. Sure. Believe me, I have. Oh, we all and have. There, and, there, and there are times when I might, you know, throw up my hands and start to say something, but I realize the power of my words. And so before that word that starts with a Q, that four-letter word that starts with a Q comes out of my mouth. Yeah. I usually stop myself because I don't want to have to start all over again. Right. And that's that's something else that we have to, to keep in mind is that when, we, when we've been sent for such a long time and we do that, we... we decide that we're not going to continue with that um you have to start over you do because the angels might have been a fraction of a second or a moment in time right before the breakthrough Mm -hmm. and if you use that word the one that's not in my vocabulary that starts with a q right if you use that word the angels hear it and they're no longer required to finish that assignment that's right. So mm-hmm. in essence, the, the person who does that is, shoots himself in the foot. Right. They become their own worst enemy. And yeah. then if they get really frustrated and say, see, none of this ever works for me. Now the angels are doing nothing but folding their hands. Right. Because there's nothing they can do. Right. Because we just, we just spoke against our, ourselves and our faith and and the calling that we've been the thing that we've been called to the thing that we've been believing to we just completely negated everything correct so and there but but you know there there is another side to this mm -hmm. there are beings that hear you use those words Uh uh-huh here you throw see you throw up your hands Uh and they've been pressuring you for for days weeks months years trying to get you to give up right and as soon as you say that they're right there to make sure that it doesn't happen. Right. They're right there to enforce it. Yep. People do not realize what a tightrope we actually walk in the spirit. Well, that's, that's for sure. What the Lord just showed me. I mean, just got a quick vision of someone standing on a high wire with those, with those poles that they use to balance. Yeah. Walking that type that that 
high wire, that tightrope. And with a word, one way or the other, they're either going to continue going forward or they're going to fall off. That's right. That's how tight it is. But your, your words of faith will keep you up there. Correct. And they will keep you going. Correct. But when you start speaking, you know, words of fear and words of doubt, um, that's when you throw everything off balance. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like you said, you know, we, we, we end up having to start all over again. Mm-hmm. And if you think it took a long time the first time, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I used to do that before you knew me. I used to do that. And the Lord had to get a hold of me one day and say, you are undoing every time you do this, every time you give into this, you are undoing everything you've worked towards. Yeah. And you have no idea how close that angel was to, to manifestation. Right. And I have learned over the years that the more pressure you have to quit, the closer you are. Well, that's a good point. Because why would you why would you pressure somebody if they have if the way they're doing it is not it's no threat to the to the kingdom of darkness? Satan is a, is a is a um, a spirit of pride. He is very much pride pride. He has so much pride; it's not even funny. Yeah, he cannot stand to have egg on his face. Where right. everybody's been watching Cheryl stand, stand, stand. People are laughing behind their, her back because it looks like it's never going to happen. And it happens. In spite of how it looked, it happens anyway. Mm-hmm. Satan hates that. Yeah. Because all those people that were watching mocking aren't mocking all of a sudden. Now they want to know, how did you do that? <laughs> I've that's been, what we need to keep in mind absolutely keep in mind I'm, I have been so disappointed in a lot of the, the people that are supposed to be leaders in the body because I listened to them talk you know I tuned into something that I haven't watched in probably I don't know four or five years the other day and what they were saying was totally biblical, but it was not for this time. Uh-huh. Talking about how, what a miracle it was for Jesus to come on the earth in a human form. Yeah. That's all true. There's nothing, it's not untrue. But people are hurting so much. People have lost their homes, they've lost their jobs, they've lost their cars, they've lost their children. They have, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of drug addiction going on in this country these days. A lot of things are happening in people's lives. And none of what was said, and that wasn't just that one thing. I've watched several things that I haven't watched in a long time for a few minutes. And none of them are feeding, meeting the need of the people right now. That's right. That's something that I've noticed for the last couple of years, at least. Nothing that they say is not biblical. It's all biblical. Sure. But just because Lydia sold purple cloth in the book of Acts, Mm -hmm. that has no bearing on my life. Right. 
Well, it seems to me that, you know, a lot of them are just, they're, they're in fear themselves of um, being canceled. This cancel culture that we're up against. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there are so many opportunities anymore to just jump on the pastor and the church and look what this person said, what that person said, that's so offensive. That's not inclusive. That's not this, it's not that. And people, you know, are a lot of pastors, I think, are afraid that if they really speak a lot of the truth um, and they give people what they need right now, because what we need is, is solid word and it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be easy. Mm-mm. You know, it's not going to be something that you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. Right. Solid word for a lot of people means they have to be, they have to accept correction. Right. And we're in a, a society that, if anybody, if you say something wrong to me and I'm one of those people, then I'm going to be offended. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ac- accept the correction. Right. That's right. But that's, that's also something that, you know, we have to just be willing to offend people with the truth, you know, and willing to, and I'm from the person that's receiving that hearing that word that seems offensive to them, mm-hmm. they have to, they have to get a hold of their emotions and say, no, I refuse to be offended. Right. That situation I had earlier this week, a couple of days ago, I told you about it off the podcast. Uh-huh. I won't go get into the detail, but I will tell you that it took every bit of my self-control. I had to dig into my spirit for self-control to not walk around for the next few hours and call that woman a witch with a capital V. Right. Because she, it was a spirit. I know it was spirits. Mm -hmm. What finally stopped because I kept having to repent. And finally I, I realized what I needed to do. And I said, Lord, I make a quality decision to forgive. I refuse to hold ought against anyone. And I forgive her because I know that it was spirits that were operating through her. Right. And once I made that quality decision and then it tried to come up again in my emotions and I went, no, I have already forgiven her. And that's how I got that to stop. But I had a battle with my own emotions mm-hmm. for a, a bit longer than I would have liked. I would say half an hour maybe, but that was yeah. longer than I would have liked. Sure. Yeah, I get that. And then right after her, I got somebody else who did the same thing. And I said, oh, no, we're not doing this, devil. I've already prayed over this day. Yeah. We are not doing this. And with that second person, it was a a man the second time. And I said, I forgive. And it stopped. We have to be in control of our own People think that emotion is just something every human has and it's just something that everybody deals with. And I can't help if I feel like crying. I can't help if I feel offended. I can't. Yes, you can. Yeah. We are not victims. Right. We can choose how, how we feel. Right. And when I, when, I, when I learned how to tell my emotions, you will be this way and no other. I am a love person and you will line up with love. That's right. When I started doing that and practicing that, it wasn't very long before my emotions were under control. 
and I think I've mentioned this to you before, and if I have, you can tell me you've heard it before. But when I was when I was twenty one the first time, <laughs> and in those twenty and in that that decade, I was I was very subject to my emotions, and because of some physical things that are going on in my body, I had to take off a day or two every month because I was in, in tears for like 24 to 48 hours steady. I had absolutely no control. Yeah. And I didn't know, I believed all that baloney that we're, we're taught in the world about you, you can't control any of it. Yeah, you can. That's right. I am no longer captive to my emotions. Yeah. And I can't even tell you the last time I cried for me. I can't even tell you what year it was or what decade it was. I can't even tell you the last time I cried in self-pity for myself. Right. Because I learned that I can't go, you can't walk by faith and give into that kind of stuff. Oh, that's true. I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind of stuff that, you short know, short circuits people's it, faith. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. I can't think of the word short yeah, circuit. That's, that's what, it. The, what the Lord gave me when we started this is how to not short circuit your faith. If I if I allow what was trying to come in on those two with those two people was the spirit of strife. Mm-hmm. Go to Second Timothy. People don't understand. Too many people don't understand how absolutely valid the word is. Yeah. They don't realize what it is about the word that makes me constantly talk about the word. I told you I was accused of putting the word before God um, on that platform. But the word is the word and the word is God, according to 1 John, John 1, 1. But look at Second uh, Timothy chapter two. Okay. Give me a moment so I know where I'm starting here. Let's start at verse nineteen just for context. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, and the foundation of God, God is love. So, the, nevertheless, the foundation of love stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his and let everyone that is named the name of of the anointed one depart from iniquity. But in the great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man, therefore, purges himself from these, who purges him? Himself. He does. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, if a man therefore purges himself from these, um, hang on a second here, I lost my spot. There it is. Um, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified or set apart, and meet for the master's use, and prepared for every good work. Flee for also youthful lust, and, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. 
but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing they do gender strifes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. That's important. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. Mm-hmm. If God preventure, will give them a re- repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. A lot of people don't understand spiritual warfare isn't about trying to win a fight. It's it, it that spiritual warfare is meant to maintain what Jesus has already given you. Yeah. To keep the enemy from stealing what the what Jesus has already given you. That's right. Would you read um please Second Timothy two starting at verse nineteen to the end of the chapter? <clears throat> sure. Uh, it says, but God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with the inscription, the Lord knows those who are his. And all, all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone and be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. If I'm going to be held captive, I would not want the devil to be the one who's holding me captive. (laughs) Amen. Because it says he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Even your version talks about the man must keep himself. Keep himself pure, I think is the way yours reads. Yeah. The way you keep yourself pure, the easy way to do it, there is no perfect, perfectly easy, no bumps, no challenges. There is, that doesn't exist on this earth. But the way that it's easiest is to keep in the word. Right. A person who, who stays in the word continuously, day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, month in, month out, year in, year out. A person who stays in the word continuously, they are their mind. They, you become so trained that your mind automatically, when somebody says something to you or somebody does something to you, your mind automatically goes to, "What does the word say about this?" Right. And when you could, when you get to that point, 
And Jesus talked about it in John 15, 7. He talked about the word abiding in you. And I, and I asked the Lord years ago, what does that mean, the word abiding in you? And the Lord said, when you, when you're, you automatically, your spirit automatically tells you the word that goes at the end of whatever you're dealing with. Uh-huh. You're dealing with something and you need an answer and your, your spirit automatically just points you to a scripture that goes with that situation. The answer to that situation, that's mm-hmm. when you know the word's abiding in you. Right. <clears throat> For, um, John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my word abides, words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. When the word abides in you, you can ask whatever you want because the Lord knows it's going to be in alignment with his word. Yeah. Somebody who's in the word continuously and the word's abiding in them, they're not going to ask the Lord to kill somebody they don't like. That's right. (laughs) Because they know that that's not going to, something that God was going to honor. Right. So ask for things that are in, within his will. Correct. If that's how you get your, that's how you get answered prayer. People, people act like it's such a mystery to get their prayers answered. It's not a mystery. First John 5, 14 and 15 tells you if you ask according to his will, he hears you. And if he hears you, you have what, what you ask for. Right. Well, what's according to his will? Anything his word covers. Yeah. It's not a mystery. I, had, I saw something the other day and somebody said something about, we never know God's plans. I'm like, yeah, you can ask God's plans. Isaiah 45 11 tells you to ask things to come concerning my sons. He said to ask if you want to know what's going on. Yeah. He's not hiding it from you for from you. He's hiding it from the enemy. That's right. Doesn't also say also say something like in, in Jeremiah 33 3. Isn't that I think that's the scripture where you can it says, ask me and I will show you. Uh, Let's go there and find out. What is that? Let's see. Jeremiah. It's amazing how things will be right on the edge of your, of your, um, spirit. Of your tongue and you just can't get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That happens to me too. So Jeremiah. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you were right. Uh, Jeremiah 33.3. Call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. Right. But we can know his plans. Right. We can know the secret things mm-hmm. that, you know, the, the enemy doesn't know. Or he that... said the secret things are for his children. Right. Yeah, and the enemy's not as smart as he makes out to be. He's not as powerful as he makes out to be. He's not as smart as he makes out to be. He's not as overwhelming as he makes out to be. Uh He's not as victorious he makes. He's he's a liar. Yeah. Well, he has he has no power. He 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 wants you to believe that he has power, and he doesn't. He only has the power that you give him. Mm -hmm. And that's where people 
that's why people make it such a, you know, I have to go and, and I, I, early days when I was learning all this, I thought I had to go fight all the wars. And then the Lord said, no, it's already been won. Yeah. You're all you're doing is maintaining your stance. Right. Refusing to let the enemy have what belongs to you. Yeah. And once I understood that, it changed everything. Brian tried to explain that to me a couple of times, but the way he explained it, I wasn't getting what he was trying to tell me. Right. The Lord used him, and then the Lord spoke to me and said, this is what he's been trying to get across. And I went, oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know everything. None of us know everything. That's why we need each other in the body, but we need people. I... If I could have it any way I want, I would surround myself only with people that are word people. They really understand the word. Right. And there just aren't that many around. Mm -mm. And he has me, you know, when I'm allowed to say little things here and there, other people that really need help. But I have to be very mindful of what the wording he gives me to say. Mm Mm-hmm. So that they can receive it. Right. But I, I, one of my least favorite things is to watch people struggle and want and know the answer and not be able to say anything. Yeah. I agree. The way I, for years, I, I used the analogy of you see somebody headed for a cliff and you're saying, stop, stop, there's a cliff, you're headed for the cliff. And as they go over the edge of the cliff, you you say, "See, I told you it was a cliff, but it's too late. They're already they've already gone over the edge." Yeah. And if they survive that, they'll come back and tell you, well, "Why didn't you see anything?" <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. Yeah, that's exactly. like you know, that's like I'm, I'm lost telling you. Yeah, see that, and that's that's the that's the reason that people. I can't count the number of people that say say to me, "Oh, you write books? I'll go, I'm, I want to go read your books." Uh-huh. And they they get so far and they quit. They don't they don't ever come back to me and say, "I've learned not to even ask," because they 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 don't come back to me and say, "I read I, I did pick up a book of yours and read it." They don't. Something about the whole thing of having to stand that there are evil spirits in the heavenly that they have to stand against. Mm-hmm. The, I'm sure the, in a, in a lot of cases, the enemy uses fear to, to convince them that there's no way they can ever be successful against those spirits. Yeah. If they, if I get, if they get to a point where they actually believe they exist, which is the big thing. Cause you know, I don't understand though, how you can believe that God exists and that heaven exists and that Jesus exists and that angels in heaven exist, but you won't, you don't believe that there are spirits opposite of that, you know, like the demonic, you know, the kingdom of hell, you, the devil's kingdom. You, 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 I know that one of the greatest lies the devil has ever, t- has ever told or convinced people of is that he doesn't exist. Right. I mean, I, I, I realize that, but, it just it blows my mind that people are like you know well there is no hell there is no yeah and it doesn't make sense to me because if they if they understand the word and they understand everything you just mentioned Mm 
Mm-hmm. They also understand that a third of the angels rebelled. Right. So where did those third go? Yeah, they went there. They, they didn't were die. Kicked out of heaven. They're, no, they're spiritual. So they didn't die. Right. So where are they? They're here on earth with Satan. Right. Because this is his kingdom. This is his domain. Right. This is where for, we are. For now. For now. Yeah. Right. And this time is running very short. And that's why everybody's feeling so much under pressure because his time is short and he's trying to do everything he can. You know, kind of like a, like a, you know, digging in the, like a dog would do when they're trying, when they're running too fast and they're trying to stop and they're trying to dig their nails into the linoleum to get traction. Yeah. That's what the enemy's trying to do is <laughs> dig his nails in, but there's no traction. Right. And he's, he's, headed for a huge defeat and he knows it yeah and we should know that too because we've we've already read the read the book right you know hopefully you read the book you know not you particularly but you know hopefully if you're a christian you've read the book right and you know how it ends right so there really shouldn't be any need to fear you know or or any question about who's going to win right because it's already written right but I think for a lot of people, they have never taken the time to understand or to study the word enough to realize that it really is very literal. And it really is um, true. The, every, everything in the word is spiritual law. Right. And that spiritual law is going to work just as well as, as um, gravity works. Or, you know, um, velocity works or any of the other scientific laws that we have is going to work. It's going to work, too. It's just a, a different type of law. Right. And what the enemy does to get people to short circuit their faith is he gets he tries to get them out of the, the law of love. Because as God is love, as long as you stay in the, in the love walk. You are untouchable. Yeah. So he will, that's what that whole thing was about two days ago, was mm-hmm. trying to get me out of love. Yeah. Get, getting into strife is out of love. That's what he was trying to do, is get me into strife. Right. And I well, refuse to let him have control. Yeah. And yeah, that's why, you know, I've been trying to stay off social media for a long time. You know, because I'm, I'm not on it nearly as much as I used to be, you know, and part of that reason is, is because every time I've gotten on there, you know, there are these um, debates going on about God and about all these different biblical issues. And it's it, it, it's so frustrating to see that because I'm like, you know, all you got to do is just read the Bible. If you just read it, you know, uh, you'll see where the scripture says this or the scripture says that. And um you know, people getting on there and they make comments about this and that. You, there, it's that that desire to get in there and just kind of correct them, or, or say right. things that you know would would, um, you know, if you do it, you're gonna you're gonna start some kind of argument. And so, some right. thirty times I'm starting to type it out, and the Lord will say, "Erase it and just scroll on by." Right. So exactly. I. I've had to do that a lot <laughs> lately 
So yeah. the, the the cure to that is just to not be on social media, you know, so right. I've, I've not been. And that's, see, and that's the thing for me too. That's one of the reasons that I'm not on those, the platforms you're talking about anymore. Uh-huh. I got tired of being shadow banned, but over and above that, I also wanted to avoid the, because it goes back to, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing mm-hmm. they do gender strifes. Yeah. I don't want to be in strife. Right. And these people, you know, part of strife, I'm, I don't want to, uh, I can't, I'm not in a position to look up uh, Webster's 1828 right now, but strife has to do with a, a, a need to be superior to the other person. I've got access to it. You want to look it up? Yeah, look it up if you have if you have it in your access to it. Yes, the word strife it has to do with a superior wanting to be to best somebody else. Oh yeah, it says exertion or contention for superiority. There you go. Contest of emulation, either by intellectual or physical efforts. Strife may be carried on between students or between mechanics. Thus God's contended noble strife. Yeah. So it's not about, it's not just about being right. It's about being, making the other person feel small because you are right. Right. And that's dangerous. It'll all get out. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no way I can be in strife with someone and be in and and walk in love with them at the same time. Right. And once I'm out of that love walk and into strife, Satan has control. Yeah. And who in their right mind would have their two-year-old sit in the driver's seat and allow them to drive their car? Uh, I would hope nobody, but I know there these are those days, out there. There these days, people are not using wisdom. True wisdom comes from God, and too many people are godless. Uh, well, there's, that's for sure. And there is a way that seems right to a man, but the ways of that, and, but the way of that is the end is death. Right. And that's what people are doing. They're they're going in the way that seems right, mm-hmm. but it's not right. Right. And it's leading to death. Yeah. We have so much more control over what happens to us than anybody would want us to know. Even churches, they don't really talk about that that much because they still want to have the pastor be the one to tell you what to do. Right. I remember that conversation. We had that, that one time. Yeah. But my, in, in my Bible, and I think it's probably the same in your version in Ephesians four, it talks about that the, the church is to, is to prepare people for the ministry to be pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers. Mm-hmm. How many churches really are preparing people to do, part of the ministry they're they're really not no they're not and i it's hard for me to remember as far back as my spiritual walk when when they were still doing that i mean you know i grew up in in mainstream denominational churches you know Mm -hmm. 
And it wasn't until I was about 23 that I was introduced to, you know, the spirit filled life, the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And that was a whole new thing for me. I had never heard of it, didn't know anything about it, but being there in that church for the first time, it just, it felt right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And then once I got, you know, filled with the Holy spirit, you know, and I think we, maybe we've both said this before. It's like the blinders kind of came off the eyes Mm -hmm. and I started seeing things for what they were instead of what I just, I just thought they were. Right. And it changed everything. It absolutely changes everything when so, someone. Yeah, yeah, that was the last church that I have ever been to, or I had been to, that really struggled, or not struggled, but really tried to prepare everybody, right, for some kind of ministry. And that's been twenty, nearly twenty something years ago, twenty five years ago. Well, I got born again when Brian was thirteen. Mm-hmm. yeah I think he was 13 um, and his his memory of me going to church is how many churches didn't want to hear what I had to say and gave me their left hand of fellowship some of them some of them kept me around because I was involved in the music, music ministry and they needed an extra vocalist yeah but as far as sharing anything any revelation or asking any pointed questions about how does this work mm-hmm. I was not allowed to say anything yeah and his childhood he remembers me going from church going being in one church for a while and I'd be involved in music and then they decided I had too big a mouth and I was saying two things asking questions too much or whatever and they basically tell me to sit down and shut up and that happened over and over and over and over and over yeah which, you know, when you have a child who isn't born again yet, he did get born again. But, I mean, and he wasn't born again at first. For him to see them do this over and over again, it didn't go well. Well, that's true. I mean, I can see how that would have an effect on him, a negative yeah, one. and a very negative effect. Yeah, and not want to have anything to do with the church. I mean, I think that's where a lot of people especially a lot of ones that I, I see online and, and some, somebody even talked to in person, you know, they've been disappointed by the church. They've been hurt by the church. You know, um, they've left the church because of it, you know, completely, you know, and, mm-hmm. and some of them, you know, just say, you know, I don't believe in God anymore because of what I experienced. And the thing about that is if your relationship with God is affected by, you know, what somebody in the church did or said, then maybe you need to reevaluate, evaluate what your relationship with God was or should have been, because we're not dependent on man. We shouldn't be dependent on man to have a relationship with God. You know, you have a very valid point. The other, the other side of that is, um, for some of us, being away from that type of negative, um, constant, be quiet, you're, you, you know, we don't want to hear what you have to say kind of thing. Yeah. Um, stifles people who really do have a relationship with God. I don't blame God for all the times that that happened to me. Right. But I didn't truly grow until I got away from that. Right. 
that's what I'm saying. Now you can't let your relationship with God be affected by what other people do. Right. But well, I, that, I mean, I get what you're saying at the same time, yeah. you know, because right, it's, because it's two sides of the same coin. Right? Yeah, it is. It, but it boils down to the same thing. Yeah. That relationship with God has to be that relationship with God, regardless of what other people, what people are doing. Mm-hmm. If I had let them, let the, what people were doing to me, change my relationship with God then what you're saying is absolutely correct because I would have walked away and that would have been the end of it right because I've been in that that position Mm -hmm. you know you know about I've told you the story about the worship team you know right and um that was just you know about four almost five years ago now but was it was it yeah it'll be five years in January and since I walked away from, from that, that church because of the, the things that, that happened, you know, uh, on that one particular day. Right. And. Because it was foolish and unlearned questions. Yeah. That you could not take part in. Right. But when you've got, you know, individuals within a church who, you know, they're appointed to leadership positions but they're not as mature in, in the, in the things of God and in the word as they should be in order to be in a leadership position. Correct. Then all of a sudden, you know, the attacks start coming towards you because you are right. You know, so that was my issue because they, they feel threatened. Yeah. And that, and that's again, Ephesians four talks about the, 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 the mission of the church the church body and the leadership is to build everybody up so that they can go into the ministry also and what i've seen in churches is if it's you know because you've been in worship teams you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. if it's involving music ministry for instance it's egos that get in the way yeah and and the choir director or the worship leader has their favorites and that's the only people that ever get to minister in music. And if it's and if it's other things like teaching or whatever, you're they'll let you teach as long as you're teaching the the, the milk that they want you to teach. Mm-hmm. But if you start giving meat out, they they pull you away from that. I've been pulled away from that position several times. Yeah. And, yeah. and in the, the classes, two of the classes that I taught, it wasn't until much, my, many years later that I realized that several of the people that were in each of those classes and each of those churches, they were actually there as spies for the pastor to make sure I was teaching the word of God. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't think you've ever told me that one before. Yeah. That came to me not too long ago with one particular person who has since passed, they were used, they were, they passed several years ago. They dropped dead mowing the lawn in their, in in front of their house. Oh man. But that person was one of the spies. Hmm. Never seemed to always very, very attentive, but never seemed to actually put into action anything that I taught. Right. And it wasn't until, like I said, later, much later, that I realized that that's what happened. Because I was after they 
that person and their spouse attended my classes for a year, then I was told that I needed to step down so I could teach the right thing. That's craziness. What is the right thing? If it's in the word, it's right. Right. If it's going to cause you to be able to grab hold of victory, it's right. Uh-huh. If it's going to further the kingdom of God, it's right. Right. So what is the right thing? The right thing is whatever God says. Exactly. And in both cases, they they told me that they knew that God sent me there to teach. Mm-hmm. Well, did God take a vacation and not pay attention to what I was teaching and not realize I was teaching something I shouldn't be teaching? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I understand it. Yeah. But I mean, does it make sense that God would just send me to teach something that it would be wrong? Well, of course not. I mean, right? yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> if they, if they have, if they themselves and they did tell me, we know God has sent, has sent you here to, to, to teach a class and then turn around and say, you need to step down until you can learn the right things to teach. Something's not right with this picture. It's one or the other. Yeah, I get from that, you know, a spirit of jealousy. Yeah. Because you you were teaching the right things. And maybe the, the pastors, you know, felt that, felt threatened by that, obviously. Obviously. So they, they, they pulled you out of that position because people were probably, <laughs> you know, listening to you. And or obviously they were listening to you and then they were coming to them and, and questioning them about things. You know, maybe they had maybe and just speculation. Maybe they had, were preaching something that, you know, um, was something that you had touched on, but you had said something a little bit different. And maybe it made more sense to them what you said than what the pastor said. So, you know, it's not uncommon for people to, to question the pastors, but pastors these days don't like to be questioned. Exactly. But none of us are perfect. And no. only out of those two classes that I was discussing, I have one friend that I've had since 2005 with one of the classes that I taught. I still keep t- in touch with this one friend. Mm-hmm. When I send you a, a meme or I send you a whatever, you know, a yeah. link to something, uh-huh. I send it to two other people. One of them was used to work with us at that ministry. Uh-huh. The other one is that person from... Oregon that's still we're still friends after all these years yeah 17 years wow 17 years we've been friends I didn't realize it'd been that long well time flies but that one person is still learning yeah still, still growing hopefully and coming, we into, and coming into her own yeah from where she was when I met her. Yeah. To now. Oh my goodness. That's right. God has done some marvelous things for her because she's she understands how to stand in faith. Amen. You know, and that's the whole thing. 
I, yeah, we've talked about this many times, but I, I, it bears repeating. My desire has never been to control people. My desire is to see them walk free. Right. And until someone is free, when you have a degree of freedom, you realize, wow, I really wasn't free before. And then something else happens. You grow a little more and you get a little more free and you go, well, I wasn't really free then. Right. I thought I was, but I wasn't. And then yeah. a little more, a few more years go and you learn some more things. And suddenly you're more free than you. And you look back and go, my goodness. When I thought I was free that first time, I wasn't even close. It's just scratching the surface. Right. Because if it's a progressive thing, it's a lifestyle, it's progressive. Yeah. And we're becoming more and more like Jesus as we progress. That's right. The things that used to throw me for a loop don't throw me for a loop anymore. <laughs> that, that's right. And that, and, and the enemy has to work a lot harder to get under my skin. Yeah. And you're the same way. Oh, yeah. And it's because of the word. It's because of understanding the spiritual law. It's because of understanding how to apply the spiritual law. It's about understanding how the enemy works and not letting him in. Right. You know, just because somebody comes to your front door and knocks doesn't mean you have to let open the door and let them in. That's right. Because the enemy's doing that with people all the time. He's knocking all the time. Doesn't mean you have to let him in. It'd be nice if people would, <laughs> if they really understand that, you know, it's like you were saying before, you know, we have so much more control over circumstances and over our lives and over our even our futures absolutely than than what than what we've ever been told before or what we've ever believed or known before right but we really do i mean it's it's in the word you know it's there it's written plain as day in black and white you know a lot of and it's I, written in red and I, and I think a lot of pastors are threatened because somebody might actually pass them up right but if if someone was to, was sitting under a certain pastor for years and passed them up then that means that pastor has done their job well that's a that's a good way of, of looking at it and, and unfortunately you know i don't think that a could, lot of them look at it that way as that far as you know i, I did my job here that competitiveness comes in yeah and because that competitive spirit is there, then we can't let that person, you know, go past me. Yeah. If that person goes past you, maybe you'll learn something from them and, and move forward yourself. Right. And not be stuck there. Right. Do you, you said you have the Webster's handy. Can you look mm -hmm. up the word odious for me? odious how do you spell it o-d-i-u-s i believe okay let 
No, there's, Might not, be any, no. there's not anything coming up under that. Maybe maybe an extra O, O D S. Maybe O D I O U S. Oops. Try that. I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Odious. First definition is hateful, deserving hatred. It expresses something less than detestable and abominable as an odious name, odious vice. All wickedness is odious. You know why I had you look that up? No. Because years ago, a friend of mine was having some struggles and the enemy was trying to cause a, a rift between us, which ultimately did occur. Uh-huh. But she was, she was talking to the Lord and comparing herself with me, which you can't compare another human being with yourself because we're all made different. Right. And the Lord said to her, stop it. Comparisons are odious. That's why I, I wanted you to read that. Hmm. Yeah, the, if you move down to the third definition of odious, it says causing hate invidious as to utter odious truth right number four is exposed to hatred right and the lord said to her comparisons are odious mm. detestable and abominable right apply right there right because he made us each of us in his own image that's right. And there are many, many facets of God, most of which we've never seen. Uh-huh. And he's made each of us in one of to like him with many facets. Yeah. And we all have different strengths and we all have different weaknesses. So comparing right. each other one person to another is not a good thing to do. Right. The thing to do is to be all that you can be in the Lord. Let right. him show you who he made you to be. And be that person. Yeah. And walk free. Amen. So we're going to unhook for now. We have, <clears throat> at the time of this, of this recording, we have Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve coming up. So we're not going to be meeting for a couple of weeks. But until then, until we meet again, a reminder that you can go to VivianLMiller.com. There are a lot of free materials on my website. There's also my books. Most, all of my books have a, um, a sample available, a free sample available through um, Amazon. But I can almost guarantee that if you read the sample, you're going to it's going to stop in a place you wish it didn't. <laughs> so you might as well just find a, a copy of the book. If you want to read the book, read, read, pick a book and read the whole thing. Yeah. But VivianLMiller.com. But until next time, walk by faith. Walk in victory. Don't let the enemy short circuit your faith. You have, you have the, the reins. You are in control of your own life your own destiny, and by all means, defeat the darkness.